Consider the following, and some of the results you will hardly believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Living Full Kombucha Podcast, a podcast that is more, as I deem it, my verbal journal, as I discuss my journey from a former public school teacher to inclusive kombucha taproom owner and employer. My name is Lydia. Hello. I'm so glad that you're here, and I'm the owner of Living Full Kombucha. Super quick summary is that I am just over a year into this process, and I am currently sharing space at a brewery where I'm learning the ins and outs to commercial kombucha brewing. This podcast is more of a come with me type of style, not me telling you what to do as a brewer, where I share what I'm learning, what I'm experiencing, some massive fails, but also some super sweet wins. If you're curious to learn more, I'd invite you to check back on my previous episodes leading up to this point. I'm pretty active on social media as well, and you can follow us. Right now, it's just me, but I like to talk in the future tense when I have more of a team. But over at Living Full Kombucha and livingfullkombucha.com. I apologize as I have left you hanging for a couple of weeks. I have been in produce, produce, produce mode. I even did an episode on that recently. And to be totally transparent... I was never really quite bringing my best self to the pod where I had any time to record and then demo me got bronchitis because uh, I just worked too hard up in that production mode and I sounded like a turtle with like an Oreo lodged in its throat for the last couple weeks and it was not exciting to listen to. I know I'm kind of more at the tail end and maybe you can hear a little bit right now but I am feeling much better and I'm super stoked to bring you an episode that I have been sitting on for weeks. But before we get to today's main topic, I wanted to share what I am sipping on. It's not all too often, I mean, at least for me, when I trial out a new kombucha that I like on the first try. But hot dog, you guys, this time I feel like I nailed it and I am so excited to share about it. This is my first hopped kombucha. I did a citra dry hops with a green tea base and I'm really digging the turnout. I have been wanting to play around with hops for ages now, it seems, and I even got some several months ago, but I've really never brought myself to play around with it. And after researching online about using dry hops in kombucha, it was actually recommended to use about half the amount of hops that you would in a beer. I think the whole thing was kombucha is a lot more delicate, and I really wanted to maintain the, the tang, if you catch my drift. But, you know, with a little dash of hops. So, for an experimental purpose, and because I really didn't have much more to spare, I used two ounces of dry hops, and I infused that with two and a half gallons of green tea. Now, if you're a fellow brewer and you're curious about my infusion part, my flavoring is essentially like a cold soak of flavor. So, after the traditional F1 fermentation one in corny kegs, I put whatever flavor I'm using into the keg, juice, herbs, things like that, and the tea, and I put that directly into the cooler for several days. And each flavor has a different amount of days, as I feel like different flavor profiles take different times. And that kombucha cold crashes the yeast and leaves after several days a kombucha that I'm ready to carb and bottle. So for this dry hops that I did, I was kind of warned by the brewery that I'm at to err on the side of like two to four days soaking max to avoid that bitterness that hops can bring about. So I went ahead and I did three days and I felt like it was a really great balance. I was so excited, in fact, that I brought this right out to the market the following weekend, and I've received some really great feedback on it, which is super great. 
It's also been a really fun flavor to newcomers of kombucha. It's, I feel like it's kind of reminiscent of a beer and then bam, it's kombucha at the same time. And now I'm trying a five gallon batch to see if I can remain consistent and I'm using a little bit more hops and play around from there. So I'm curious, um, have you ever played with hops in your brews? I'd be super curious, maybe a different type of hops. Like I mentioned, I did a citra hops. I was gonna think about trying mosaic and then I was gonna see if I could do some like actual fresh hops. So all these things to try, but I'm super curious and I'd love to know if you have used hops and how'd it go for you. All right, I am coming straight out of a farmer's market event, bringing you this episode today because I'm I'm just so pumped about it. Can you hear the buzz of excitement in my voice? Farmer's markets are my absolute favorite time of the week. I love meeting new people and sharing something that means so much to me is just really fun. Being in the Midwest, kombucha and shrubs and, and really anything fermented, I feel like is still a very new thing. And so it's super common to get several new people visiting our booth asking to sample. And most of the time, and obviously what we want to see no matter if you're selling kombucha or not, is for someone to try something that you made, love it and buy it. Hopefully a lot of it and then come back, right? But unfortunately, that's not always the case. And there are times when people don't like your product and I wanted to take time to share about those experiences today. Now, I will take on a little bit more of a humorous approach as some of these reactions you will hear will make you go, what? They said what to you? (laughs) But let me be clear up front. It's a fact that not everyone is gonna vibe with your product. With something like a shrub or kombucha tea, It's something extremely unique. It has its own flavor profile that even for me, my first time, I was like, "Uh, who would drink this? It's an acquired taste. And I've had to take these people's reactions and kind of spin it into a positive. And I know at the end of the day, I am just part of their fermentation journey and I should not take it personally. And I'm also just listening and very aware of when people state that they don't like something. And as a brewer, I feel like that really helps me create the best flavors that I can. Um, I've mentioned in the past about one of my flavors, the grapefruit rosemary witty, how some people were just saying, hey, it's way too bold. And I take that as constructive criticism and I'm able to then go back and create something that hopefully more people will appreciate. But this episode is kind of more on those people that no matter what you give them, even though many, many people People have liked your flavors thus far there is nothing that's going to change their mind and that's why I'm making this episode but I love listening to different people's reactions and I know that I can use a lot of comments to be extremely helpful when I create my kombucha but as someone who is perhaps listening right now that is a fellow brewer or a farmer's market vendor I thought you'd appreciate this episode and perhaps even get a laugh out of some of these absurd reactions because you may have experienced these yourselves as we can share in this absurdity you know, candidly together, as we continue to just bring this awesome drink of kombucha to the masses. So I'm first gonna start off with passerbys at the market. And these are people that are just simply walking by and they probably won't be stopping. And it's interesting, I love farmer's markets. The environment in itself is just so unique and and one that I just love being a part of. You know, you have people from all different ages and walks of life and they might have stumbled across the market or they come every single week and all these people are coming out to support local vendors and find something unique. And oh, it's just such a neat neat opportunity that we get to be a part of. It's just so interesting to me because as people are walking by, a lot of people do, actually I do this quite frequently, is I audibly process. And so I'll be walking by and I'll kind of just state out loud what I'm reading. And it's so funny because I almost feel like 
people who are walking by don't think that we as vendors can hear them. And oftentimes it's not any rude comments. They'll just read the sign. Kombucha, kombucha, kombachi. You know, you'll just hear people reading our signs and they'll just keep on going. And it's not something that I'm going to be like, wait, come back. It's just not their time. If they're interested, they'll come up to our booth. But there's other passerbys that, again, I don't think they know what's, you know, what we can hear. But I hear the most crazy reactions. Ugh kombucha that's the thing that my daughter makes it is absolutely gross and again these are all real real you know things that i've heard people say <laughs> another is someone telling the other person that they are walking with that they will not like kombucha based off of their own response to kombucha in the past and i've actually seen several people tug away the person with them from the booth because they're like you you won't like it this is just not for you i've seen a lot of parents do that with their kids as well because they're interested in like the ice for example on the table that we have and they'll be like nope that's just too sour you won't like it and it's just interesting that they're making up the minds of other people others are short and sweet kombucha ew absolutely not ugh cannot do that that is just way too sour that is just way too vinegary i'll get to that in a second we all know the v word things like i am not a fan definitely not going to convert me these are all things that i hear on the constant and they just keep on walking by i don't even get a shot and trust me i am pretty persuasive depending on the time of the day and how i'm feeling maybe a little spicy i might say after them but you haven't tried mine and sometimes that does work to bring them back up to the booth, but other times it's just like, why waste my energy on people who have decided they never want to try it again, you know? But there are times I fight the good fight and I try to go for it. Now, for those people that come up to the booth, which first off, congrats to you. Like, I am so pumped that you are just approaching my table and you want to try something new. I can learn something from you. I love that. I need to try more new things. And they have the best intentions and they're trying kombucha for the very first time. And I know that there's going to be a little bit of that kombucha tang. And so I try my best to explain to people, hey, this is a fermented tea. So when you first try it, it's going to be a little bit more tart. And then it still has some sweetness to it. And it has fruits and herbs and different things. And I just kind of go from there. But I do expect most of the time, especially for newcomers, is whenever they try it, they're going to get almost that puckery face. You know, it's something so unique. And most of the time, really, I feel like eight out of 10 times, these people are like, hmm, interesting. You know, there's a nice socially acceptable way to say, nah, it's not for me, right? And they'll just be like, you know, that is different. That is something I'd have to um, try again. You know, those types of responses I get quite frequently. And I am so positive with them trying it out. I am very quick to say, hey, today might not be your day. This is the start of your fermentation journey. I, I love that you tried something new. And in a previous episode, I shared kind of my kombucha spiel. And I would kind of say the joke of, well, you know, you got to try something how many times before it becomes part of your diet. Like, this is just so cool that it might not be today, but it might be later. I still hope that you try. And of course, I hope that you feel great while you're drinking this. I want to spin it into a positive. And so not every time is someone going to give me this nasty response. But for the sake of today's episode, I want to share a couple of responses that I've gotten from people that were a little different and not as expected. <laughs> Most of the time when people don't like it or they don't really, I wouldn't say wouldn't like it, but they just don't know what to do with it because this is the first type of flavor profile like this kombucha that they ever tried. And so they'll just say what comes right away most of the time is the dreaded V word. Tastes like vinegar. 
And depending on my mood and the day and really kind of how I'm vibing with them, I would say, well, what do you think about that? You know, it's not vinegar. What you're tasting is acetic acid. And I kind of go into how acetic acid delivers these awesome things to your body. But for us who don't know what acetic acid is, most of the time we just say, hey, it's vinegary, right? Uh, It's got that tart profile. That's fermentation at work. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the world. And it just always leads to a natural organic conversation. And I don't have like a cookie cutter response at how people go from there. Sometimes it's like, oh, okay okay, cool, like, can I try some more? Others are like, yeah, it tastes like vinegar. No thanks, and they throw away their sample and they peace out. That's just how it rolls. But for the most part, when I hear, oh my God, it tastes like vinegar, I'm like, oh, no, it's not. But, you know, it does have that tart profile and that's fermentation and this is what it could do for the body. Now, if I'm feeling a little spicy... I might try to kind of vibe with them a little bit more and kind of joke around. I do like to joke around quite a bit. And if I feel like they can, you know, roll with the punches a little bit, um, they'll be like, I was hoping it would be more sweet. And I'm like, yeah, that's a soda. (laughs) This is kombucha. This is something extremely different. And I never want it to taste like a soda. There's a lot of soda at the market. You can go get that. This is something that's going to deliver X, Y, Z, you know, and this is why I drink it, right? And then the ball is back in their court. And, you know, most of the time I really get a lot of positive feedback. And I've had people that come back later on and they're like, you know, I kind of thought about it. Can I try another one? And maybe it's not that weekend, but they'll come back again and, and they'll try it again and then they'll buy a bottle. And that's super encouraging because they're just open to trying new things for their body. And that I totally celebrate. So it's fun to kind of go back and forth, especially when there's more of a negative reaction to, ooh, that's a lot more sour than I was anticipating, and kind of explaining why it's sour and then letting them decide what that means for themselves. But we do get that a lot. And really, I know every brewer is so different with their flavor profile, but if you were to come up to Kenosha, Wisconsin and try our kombucha, you would find that it's got more of that tang to it. It's not overly, overly sour. In fact, I have two herbal brews that are a little bit more mild and earthy is what I coin it. And others I have that are more citrus forward. So it does kind of have like a little bit more acidity, I guess. Um, But it definitely is an easy sipper. And my top seller is a lemon lavender. And so to me, that's super tart. But with the black tea and the lavender, it's just a really nice mix. But I'll let your taste buds be the judge of that. All right, I'm going to move on to a couple of random comments that I will get. These are just way, what's the saying? It's like way out of left field. People will come up and literally just tell me something, not to have a discussion and walk away. It's the weirdest things. But I actually have been jotting down weird comments for the sake of this episode because I've been wanting to do this episode for so long. So these are my top three random comments that I thought you would appreciate. I had this one guy walk up to me and he just says, this stuff is full of sugar. Mind you, he has like a diet Dr. Pepper that he has in his hand, did not even wait for a response and walks away. It's like, cool, dude. Cool. That's awesome. Awesome. I had another, another person, he came up and he says, this is really bad for your teeth. You should not advertise you should drink this straight. You really should not drink this straight. You should probably dilute it with water because it's very, very acidic for your teeth, you know. You actually might get some decays. Have you talked about that with customers? And he just talked at me, but he was asking me questions and then answering his own questions with his own thoughts. And then he walked away. It was the weirdest thing. It was just me at the booth at the time. My husband wasn't with me. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, no, I, I don't share that. And then lastly, I had an older gentleman, he walked up to me with his phone out and he says, hey, do you know what the most expensive tea is? 
I was like, no. He's like, we're going to look it up right now and we're going to find out how much it is. And like he converted how much, I think euros or something it was. And it was thousands of dollars for a bottle of kombucha. And he was like, you should totally do this. And I'm like, yeah, no, like no one will want to buy it. You got to make it approachable for people. And he was so sweet. And he actually has come up several times and he just wants someone to talk to. But he was just like, hey, I found another tea. It was really expensive. I hope you charge that amount. And I was like, no, probably not. And then just like really sweet, he just goes, when was the last time you called your grandparents? They miss you. And I was like, oh, I have one left and I called her yesterday. She's a sweetheart. (laughs) And he just like held my hand and then he walked away. (laughs) Oh man. But those types of like random people coming up to your table, you just, you can't duplicate those again. And another reason why I love the farmer's markets, I love meeting all different types of people. Hopefully this is an engaging, I don't know, entertaining episode. I don't know the word, but hopefully you're enjoying yourself. But I wanted to jump on to kids' reactions. And kids are just totally unfiltered. We've already kind of chatted a little bit about adults and how I feel like they should have a filtered response, but children are just going to tell you right away if they like it or not. And with kids, I have found out that kind of mentioned earlier on the episode, I'll have different family members come up and they will want to try it themselves, but they'll automatically assume that their child won't like it based off of what they've heard about kombucha. And so they'll say, oh, honey, no, this isn't for you. You won't like this. And kindly, I'll say, oh, you know, I found out that a lot of kids like this. I actually have a picture of my niece on my poster and I'll say, she loves the lemon lavender. You should totally try it out. And of course, it's totally a personal family preference if they want their child to try kombucha. But I always enjoy getting honest responses from kids. Now, because this is more of a I don't like it type of episode, I'm going to share some of those ugly responses. But I have had a lot of kids that are like, huh, I like it. And their parents have been like pleasantly surprised or the parent didn't like it, but their kid was like, can I have a bottle? I'm like, ha ha, yeah, your kid can teach you a lesson. And I know it's not for everybody, but it's just really cool. They're like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Of course, you know, anyway. So I once had a kid come up And he was, I would say, five years old. And he read all the labels out. He was like new to reading. And he tries it out. And he looked at me and his eyes just got really big. And he still had it in his mouth. I go, oh, is it not your favorite? And he just shakes his head really fast. I said, you don't have to drink it, buddy. And he spit it out back in his cup. And he gave it back to me and he was like, I don't like it. And then he like almost got tears in his eyes. And I said, hey, buddy, you know, like I've been sharing before. I love that you tried something new. Thank you so much. Here, I'm going to throw this in the trash. Cool. But at least he tried it, right? It was just a really sweet like, oh, no, crap. What do I do? (laughs) I once had another kid that spit it out. He didn't realize how tart it was going to be. And he literally spit it out on his mom who was not expecting that. I've also had parents introduce kombucha to their infants or just like really young kids. And so they can't speak yet, but their expressions definitely tell you. And it's just so cute. Sometimes they'll just kind of stick their tongue into it and they'll get that extra sour face. I've had some kids cry before and their parents are like, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, it's totally fine. But their kids are just like, oh, that was my worst experience. They're crying and crying. (laughs) (laughs) but usually I just resolve that and I ask if they want to hold on to an ice cube or something if they're like a toddler or whatever and their parents are like super chill about that so quite recently I got a teenager and his mother and she described this as hey I want my son to try kombucha for the first time and I love to record his reaction I was like oh how fun very neat cool and so she was recording him 
and he got the most twisted face and like started gagging and he ran behind the tree and spit it out and her response actually was more surprising to me than his she went I knew he wasn't going to like it. I hate kombucha, um, but I wanted to record him taking it, and I just think this is so funny. Now, I wasn't feeling as spicy that day, and hold on for just a little bit because I have had some little heated uh, responses of mine where I wasn't as in check, and I'll share that in a little bit. Um, but I was like, oh, haha, okay. Thank God no one else was at my table. I was just like, it's not worth my time. It's like, okay, well, at least you tried something new. Have a great day. Like I was kind of short, but I was very surprised that she had that response to me. So not very appreciated. And I'm happy to report that the teenager made a full recovery. He is okay. Also, I don't know what she's going to do with that video. What if she posts it all over social media and she happens to tag us? I don't think she would. I think she has more, you know, social etiquette for that, but still weird. Anyway, moving along. I thought it would be fun to conclude this week's episode with the top five negative responses we've gotten towards our kombucha. And yes, I will be sharing one of my responses that wasn't so nice back. It happens. I'm human. But number five, I had a group of four ladies coming up and they each tried the kombucha and one of them said, my throat is burning. I physically cannot have this anymore and handed it back to me. And one of her friends took the cue and was like, yeah, I don't think I want to either. And she gave the sample back before even trying it based off of her friend's response. Now, I will say one of the women in there was super kind. She's like, this does not burn my throat at all. I'm so sorry. And she bought a kombucha. She was so nice. But yeah, burning the throat. Haven't heard that one before. Number four, I was at an indoor market over the winter time and I had a family of four come up. And the woman had never tried kombucha before, but her daughter had, and she really wanted her mom to try. And so her mom tried it, and she just looked at me, and she goes, okay, you know what this tastes like? This tastes like when you swallow toothpaste, and it gets stuck in your throat, and then it has that, like, nasty kind of, like, bile, and it's super dry and really hard to finish. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I don't know what that tastes like. I didn't even know how to respond to that. I was like, okay, that is that is really different. Do you like it? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> is your toothpaste minty like mine? Cause I like my toothpaste, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, they, I think ended up buying some kombucha. I don't remember that one, but that was just a very odd, odd response that I got. Number three. Okay. This one happened last week. So I'm kind of glad that I waited to record this episode because this one's just too good not to share, but it was like a family of five and they were all trying kombucha for the first time. And this woman just goes without skipping a beat. Wow. That is terrible. Okay, wait. Now it's kind of getting better. Ah, now it's better. Okay, now I can drink it. I was like, so you like it? <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. It was pretty terrible, but now I like it. Can I try another one? And she ended up trying some more. And I will say this one turned around quite well. And she came back the following week with more people to try. And she explained it to them, hilariously enough, it actually smells and tastes really terrible at first, but don't worry, it'll get better. And I'm like, thank you, question mark. And we were, you know, joking with each other and being a little sarcastic, but she ended up buying probably the most kombucha from any customer that I had that day. So that was just really cool. But again, thanks. I'm so glad that you thought it was terrible, but now it's good enough to drink. Anyway, that was number three. Now, number two. Number two is actually one that I did not have the best response to, but it's a candid journal type of podcast. So I thought I would share and let's just be real. These things happen and it's hard not to take things personally sometimes. 
but I had a woman and I believe her friends, it was like a double date she was telling me. It was my first farmer's market season and I was pretty fresh out to the farmer's market. So I just really wanted to hear feedback from people and I didn't really realize that I was going to get some negative feedback and she was one of the first ones that was probably the most negative that I had heard up until that point. And so she tried it and she was like, yeah, I can't do that, honey. That's gross. And she tossed it away and her friends left. And she stood off to the side of my booth and continued to talk about how terrible it was. And she just continued to say, that was probably the worst thing I've ever tried. It was really, really smelly. And I just would never, why would anybody ever want to drink something like that? And the fact that she was still standing off to this, you know, corner of my booth, there were other people around wanting to come up. And I just looked at her and I said, are you done? (laughs) And she looked at me and I said, you can go somewhere else if you want to share your comments, but thank you for trying. And, you know, looking back at that, my husband was like, holy heck, Lydia, like back it up. Do not take it personally. But her still being in my space and talking about my baby kombucha, like, it, you know, you, you lovingly foster this stuff. I was offended, but I should, probably shouldn't have had that response. But I was just like, peace out, dude, like get out of here. And the people behind were just like, "Ooh, she was being a little nasty. And I didn't speak illy of her or bring her up later. But I bring that up just to, one, be transparent with you that I'm human and that happens and my feelings got a little bit hurt. And two, just acknowledging that that is totally okay. Your feelings are valid. Because this will probably happen to you. I hope you don't get that response that, why would anybody want to drink this? This is terrible and just be extra expressive with that. But if that does happen or just any type of negative response that you get, just know that there are so many people that are going to love your kombucha. You know, that's going to love your product and love who you are too. And I hope this episode, one, resonates with you, but at the same time, just lets you know like, hey, this happens. We're going to let this go and we're going to continue making this bomb drink. All right, we're going to finish up with number one. This is actually the title of today's podcast, but I had two women come up to me at the farmer's market in the wintertime, and they were so excited because they read all things about kombucha. They mentioned, we saw on Dr. Oz, we can't wait to try it. And they both tried it, and she looked at me, and she wasn't rude, but she simply just says, thank you so much. Now I know I don't like kombucha. (laughs) And she handed me back half of her sample that she didn't want to finish. Again, very polite, but ridiculously unexpected. And I was like, all right, well, you ladies have a wonderful day. And instantly I texted my husband. I was like, dude, you're never going to believe what just happened. And that is frankly what kind of prompted this podcast episode. And I've been jotting down comments ever since. But I wanted to share this part of my journey with you because it's real. Of course, I'm hoping for a solid 100%. Heck yes, I'll take a bottle rate. But I need to realize that it is impossible. And sometimes I'll get a no thank you or a that's terrible. And I got to roll with it. And at the end of the day, I know what I'm making is raw. It's unpasteurized. It's powerful. It tastes bomb in my opinion. But it's not quite for everyone. I can still take those unpleasant reactions with people and make a solid connection And I hope they they can see that in my passion and the love that I put into this drink and know that kombucha was a catalyst to do so many great opportunities and have a positive outlook on my life that I hope they can find themselves one day. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to today's episode. Of course, I'm super curious if you are a fellow brewer, if you've ever received any negative comments or anything like that that you'd want to share. I'm, I'm interested. I want to know that I'm not alone. But otherwise, I would just love to connect with you. I'd love to know who you are, where you're at. And you can email me at livingfullkombucha at gmail.com. But in the meantime, I will be back sooner than later. I'm raising up a bottle to you. Cheers and have a good one. Mm-hmm.